Patrick, we're ready. We got. Yeah, we're ready. I this mean, is gonna be a, it's gonna be a quick uh, thirty-minute podcast here. No, we got to get to. Why are we under the gun today? What have you got going on? Oh, so much to do. So much to do. So much to do. Really? I mean, okay. Now, but you're dressed very casual. Are you get out? You, did you just get done running? All your tats. I mean, you're almost at full sleeves here. I mean, what, you know. Okay, what are you, Travis Barker? Like, what's going on? Did you get more tats? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? You actually look good. Like, what's happened? Are you? <laughs> Did you just say actually look good? <laughs> you know what? You're looking better. You know, you look less bloated. I guess being, you know, the the um. No, I'm just kidding. I never. <laughs> I just like to give you crap. But Weird. you. You look like you're working out more or something. Something's changed. What's going on I, with I, you? I'm going, you know, it's, I'm doing, I'm building the building, you know, physically. No, I'm only kidding. No. <laughs> that would be, I would, have you even picked up a hammer? Like, I don't even see you doing any home improvement. Do you know how to fix anything? You know what? You are totally full of compliments this morning. I just want you to know. Okay, I better be good. Actually, I'm supposed to be shooting a show at your uh, place, so I better be nice. Okay. Nice. How was like it or not last night? <laughs> Oh, it was a blast. I always, that's like the best show. I enjoy that crew yeah, so much. Jim Lokay, I, I adore, and I love giving him shit. So I have the best time on it. It was great. Yeah, it was a good show last night. Very good. Okay, well, in all honesty, you're looking good. You're looking healthy. What's going on? You're, you're very busy. Yeah, no, just to get, trying to get us in the building. It's, it's you know, Fox 5, as you know, is moving to Bethesda. We're getting close, very close. Uh, we're doing rehearsals. Uh, trying to tie up some technical, uh, you know, the last bit of the technical uh, uh, facility t- together. And um, we're real excited. It's getting close. I know. Yeah, you guys really are. It sounds amazing. And from what I hear that anyone that's been there says it's like unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It, 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 it's once we're in there, it, it's it's a great, it's a network type facility. It's that good. So um, speaking of, so, you know, what? I'm trying to think of the big bank, it wasn't JP Morgan, but I know you'll know this story. The big banker who basically said, if the finance men and women want to make New York City money, they're going to come back into the office uh, now that COVID is over. Did you see that story? No, I didn't. Who oh, was it? Okay. Oh, God. All right. I've Goldman Sachs. Sure. Goldman Sachs. No, it was one of the big guys. I'll find it and then we can circle back to it. But anyway, he was he's a CEO of either JP Morgan or um, Goldman or something, basically saying that everybody's coming back to the office. Like there's none of this remote. What do you think? Because we've talked about that. But you think are you going to take that kind of a stance like you want people back in the office? You know, I think we've talked about this real quick. I think it needs. Listen, I think we've learned through COVID people can work effectively from home depending on your position. Obviously, I think news, you need to be in the building, um, you know, technical, uh, you know, depending on if you're, 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 you know, you're a director, a TD, uh, you know, assignment desk operator, you know, manager and so forth. Um, even those who think or believe they can be as efficient at home I do believe there's something important about coming into work. You do? You really do? See, it, it yeah, is JP Morgan. I really Morgan. do. I, now, I'm not saying five days a week. I'm not even saying four days a week, but two days a week, three days a week. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think that um, I think the learning gets lost. I think celebrating wins gets lost. I think, you know, people who want to grow miss out on opportunities to, to pop in meetings, to be part of meetings, to be part of certain projects. 
to to learn by by witnessing. Um, I think people don't get mentored um, as, as well remotely, and I honestly think that as now we're hopefully on the back end of this uh, pandemic. People want to get out. People want to do things. Kids are going to be in camps and then schools in the fall and doctor's appointments again and youth sports. I don't believe people will be as productive at home. I don't as they were during the pandemic. I believe, you know, listen, I... I don't know. I, I feel can't. like it's been, I, I feel like we've had over a year and especially in the banking business. Cause like you I, need to meet. I with- just think something's lost. I think seeing clients in person, talking to clients, you know, listen, I think if you're a financial analyst and you don't have to commute an hour and um, no. So listen, I, I, I think, I think it's a mix. I think three days a week, four days a week. Perfect. Um, but I think something's lost when you don't, you know, I think the socialization, I mean, you spend a lot of hours, you know. Uh, yeah, but that's the know, thing. I, I feel like at work, you spend as much time socializing and gossiping the, as you do, like, actually working. That's the part, like, I, you know, of course, I love that part, but also I don't miss it because I feel like even now that things are open, I'm way more productive at home. I, I, I that's how I feel, but. Yeah, I, listen, I, I said, I think it depends on the company, the position, the circumstances, who you are in the organization. I do think that more senior people who don't have to commute an hour will probably be more productive. I think those trying to, you know, so-called climb the corporate ladder get hurt by not being in the building all the time. Um, You know, there's so many people that I would have engaged in conversation or had part of they would have been part of meetings that they're not part of the zoom or you're just not walking around the building and seeing those people right what's going on there's people who work for us i have not seen yet now i i do a zoom call with everyone all new employees when they do come on so i i've actually had a meeting with them but like yeah it's not the same it just it's just not um, but then again, I could understand, you know, as I said, you're financial analyst or, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're in, in a position where you don't have to commute an hour, you get up, you start work, you crank out, you know, and a bunch you, you of emails. Work, I know it's you can work to six o'clock at night and you're still home earlier than you, you would have been otherwise. So, know. you know, listen, I, I think it's, I, I, but to answer your original question, I think it's going to be a hybrid mix going forward. Well, I hope, but some companies seem to really be rejecting that, including J.P. Morgan. He says if you can eat out at a restaurant. Well, I, also, I also think it depends on your competition, right? What are they doing? Who, who are your competitors? What are they doing? Are they engaging clients? I mean, listen, some of these big banks, they, they do major deals. And I'm sure it's much harder to woo a client to do, I'm talking about multi-million, multi-billion dollar deals over Zoom. So I understand some of that. Oh, my God. Send me a bottle of champagne and call it a day. I mean, like, I don't need to see these people. But the worst part is, too, I mean, none of these. Okay, fine. You want to have people in the office and you want to wine and dine them at restaurants. Half the restaurants aren't even open. They've got to close for lunch service. They can't get anybody to work. Uh, that's a whole other issue. I, there's so many issues, but I do want to ask you about soccer because obviously soccer's been on in my house yes. all uh, you know all week long. What is it? It's the European version of the World Cup, right? Essentially, is going on. It's called the Euros. The it's, Euros. It was, it was supposed to be played last year, and it was 
uh, obviously canceled and moved to this year. Euro, it's the, I mean, for me, it's as good as the World Cup, other than the fact, obviously, you know, like countries like the United States, Brazil, Argentina, you know, you know, South America, but it's the, it's the European championships, international championships, fantastic tournament, um, 51 total games. Uh, it started June 11th, and I think it goes to July 11th. I saw the Portugal game yesterday against Hungary, um, and Ronaldo, you know, such a good athlete. Yeah. Um, but Christian Eriksen is, he's yeah. really dominated this whole um, tournament. Essentially, collapse goes into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, they still haven't figured out why, although I guess he hasn't been vaccinated for um, COVID, so they're not sure. But but I believe he hasn't tested positive for COVID either. So yeah, so he never tested positive COVID, nor has he been vaccinated. So it's not that. So, but the controversy has been essentially they replayed the they started up the game again. What forty minutes later after he was taken yeah, off? So so let's, so first of all, to to watch someone drop like that, have to be given CPR a defibrillator had to be put on him and they, sh- to me, they should have went back ESPN. I know they don't control the feed. Okay. It's a UEFA feed, but both the BBC ESPN and others broadcasting, you know, my opinion should have went back to the studio. You sh- we should not have witnessed that on the field. It was, it was very, but- it was heart wrenching both to see what was happening to him, his wife or the players, the emotion, uh, I think there could have been a better way to handle that. Then, uh, I mean, honestly, until we saw the pictures come out of him awake leaving the field, I thought everyone thought the worst. I mean, they were literally, he was dead on the field. He was dead on the field. Uh, then, you know, he, he went, you know, went to the hospital he was able to at least send a message to the team. And then apparently UEFA left it up to the, it's called the FA football associations for each team to decide if they wanted to play. And they both teams agree that they wanted to play. I believe. And again, I think they're damned if they do. And they were damned if they don't. And it wasn't a huge criticism of mine. I just thought UEFA should have taken it out of the team's hands said, you know what? We're going to pause. The emotion's too crazy. We still don't know. You know, he could have taken a turn for the worse at the at the hospital. We didn't know, you know, that I think they should have slept in the hotel that night and played the next morning and resumed the game. But, I, you know, listen, I think it was 50-50. They resumed the game and Denmark lost, who they were the favorites. They lost to Finland, one nothing. Um, you know, Kasper Schmeichel, who's the goalie, who obviously was very emotional, um, and um, he let in an easy goal. So who knows? I, you know, personally, I think they should have waited to the next day. But I think it was a tough decision either way. Right. But the good news is he's stable, doing better. He, he has now sent video messages. It's really a miracle. I mean, my wife's a nurse. Kristen's a nurse. You know, uh, you know, it's a miracle. The fact that they were able to get to him so quickly, revive him stabilize him and then you know they they do need to find out what it was though because you know obviously you don't want it to to occur again but um well yeah and he's very young i mean yeah i mean i'm sure as yeah. your wife knows probably 29. extremely rare for someone 
who's not doing drugs, which I mean, obvi- I don't know, you know, I mean, that I'm just saying that uh, that's that's been nowhere associated with him. But, you know, it's very strange yeah, that someone 29's heart would stop. You know, d- but there's been no drug, uh, you know, I don't want to cardia arrhythmia. I mean, it, it is a thing. There's just sometimes certain, you know, the heart just stops, I guess. I mean, he was I mean, he was an amazing physical condition. He's a midfielder uh, who, you know, a midfielder, as you know, from Dan runs the most on the field, constantly moving. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think the euros would have been obviously completely different. A dark cloud would have been over them if he had obviously passed, but the fact that they were able to save him really. Right. Yeah. What a great story. Um, all right. Where else do you want to talk? There's lots um, politically, too. You sent me this story this morning of represented, uh, Representative Paul Gozer, who essentially uh, is trying to make the argument that um, Ashley Babbitt, who was the woman that was killed um, during the Capitol insurrection, yep. that essentially Capitol Police were laying in wait to assassinate her. Bizarre. I mean, this guy. So, so these people like Paul Gozar and Marjorie Green. I don't understand why we even talk. Like, why do we listen to them? Why do we? Why do we? Why does the like, media cover so much about them? You think? I guess we have to, but it's it's insanity. It's pure insanity. What some of these people say. You know, these are the same people who pretend to be pro law enforcement, right? And then when there's an insurrection. And the the woman was literally climbing through a window to gain access violently. Uh, you know, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I, yeah, which, I just no. I'm I'm with you, and of course, you know, no um, charges are going to be filed against uh, that Capitol officer. Charges are not going to be which filed, they shouldn't. Yep, uh, which they shouldn't. You know, based on what what, what I witnessed. Um, and again, I didn't see everything, but uh, just just. Just idiotic stuff. Just idiotic stuff. Like people, like they're passing. You know, I just saw something the other day. A Republican governor or something is passing where um, you can't force. Uh, basically, saying that you can't. I forget what it was, but you can't be. They can't force people to be vaccinated. You know, <laughs> like just protecting protecting the unvaccinated. Right. Right. Like basically encouraging people to not get vaccinated. I mean, these are these are leaders. Like, what are we doing here? I swear we're the only country in the world where, you know, people will reject the vaccine. You go, you hear what's going on in India. You read about it. I mean, people they have the highest death rate now of COVID. They would do Although anything will, to be I, getting I the vaccine. Say, Europe's been very slow to embrace the vaccine com- across the board. So I don't I don't know if that's really? necessarily true. Very slow. I thought they've just been slow in their rollouts of like everybody. I, Cause like, like I know, like, like think about like these athletes who are playing in the euros. Like, why aren't they all vaccinated? Well, because are they choosing not to be vaccinated or they well, don't that's have my point. So I, well, my, well, my, my point to you was, I'm not sure this is a U.S. thing only. I just think there's, there, there's, there's a large group of people out there who just don't trust government, who don't, who don't believe that they're vulnerable so therefore, why get vaccinated? Well, don't get me started. On I will the say, rise though, of conspiracy. I tweeted I tweeted something this morning. Fairfax County Public Schools has announced their uh, their plans for the fall. 
again, why are we announcing plans? Kids should be back in school and that's it, like every normal year, but whatever. We got to make a big deal about it, have virtual academies and all this other stuff. They're going to be forcing kids who are vaccinated 12 to 17 to still wear masks in school. Why? Why? Explain to me why. Well, no, no, I, I, uh, look, I told you when I come back into Fox, I'm wearing a mask because hey, that, that's not that's your choice, though. Right. This is forcing kids, making it mandatory. There's a big okay. difference. Here. They're making it mandatory that kids wear masks, 12 to 17 year olds who are vaccinated. Why? Can someone explain that to me? It's CDC says you don't have to. No one says you have to. Are that many kids, though, getting vaccinated? See, yeah, 56 percent of all students 56% of all kids, by the way, if you're not vaccinated, then wear a mask. But if I'm vaccinated as a 14 year old and I don't want to wear a mask in my school, I shouldn't have to. Sorry. It's idiotic. It doesn't follow the CDC. It's, it's bull. And by the way, if you're going to force them to wear a mask in September, then basically you're saying that these kids will always be in masks. I don't think that's true. I think well, they okay, got to so, know. So, so let me ask you a question. What would change? What would change from September to December or to the following year? Because every a year from now, we're going to know more Why? about the vaccine than we do Why? now. Right. What do you mean? What does that have to do with anything? Because we know there's variants of covid that can and we what? know that you can still get covid with the vaccine. So, so what? What does the CDC say? So what? Vaccinated people don't need to wear masks indoors. Okay. We, so why we, are we forcing kids, by the way, who have the lowest rate of getting in sick from this? We're going to force seven-year-olds to wear masks in September? Come on. It's, it's ludicrous. It's utterly ludicrous. They're not following the CDC. It's all political. It's to placate the teacher unions again. Enough. Enough. I don't think the mask by is the that way, big a deal. How about create an incentive? By the way, if you get vaccinated 14-year-old or 15-year-old, you won't have to wear a mask in school. Woohoo! You could easily verify it. They got to have shots anyway to go but to school. why is the mask such a sticking point for you? The, the, in the CDC... No, it's not for kids. Kids shouldn't have to wear a mask in school. Because you know what? What's the point? 15, 16-year-old wearing masks all day long? What is that? But that's like saying why? That kids in school shouldn't have a dress code. Like, of no, course they should. No, you're still... You're not answering me. Why do they have to wear masks? Because people can still get COVID. And well, then we all should be wearing masks. Sp- then. We, then we all should be wearing masks. Hey, look, I've told you from the beginning on this. I, absolutely. I think if we've learned anything, Wrong. people people never... Never admit when they're really sick. They come it's to an, work regardless. It, 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 it's and and I've said this before. You know, I always wear a mask. I still have it with me in case I need it. But it's infuriating to me that school districts have have utterly failed the people they're supposed to be for the students for a year and three months, and they're going to do it again in September. By forcing kids to wear masks when they're vaccinated, when the CDC says you don't have to. But the CDC every month has new updates and guidelines. No, no, they do. Stop. They do. They cha- we talk these about are, them changing are, their minds all the are, time. These are idiot leaders from school districts who have just appeasing for but political reasons. Why are they appeasing for political reasons? Because if most of the teachers are vaccinated, don't oh, I think it's that. truly a way to try to keep kids healthier. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. Kids don't get sick to begin with. Yes, if you're vaccinated, do. you're not going to get sick. Unvaccinated kids, yeah, you have to wear a mask. 
So they're not going to get sick because they have a mask on. If I'm vaccinated, I shouldn't have to wear a mask because I'm not going to get sick because I'm vaccinated. Stop. Stop. This is where we go wrong. This is the madness. This is why people say, why should I get vaccinated if I still got to wear a mask? I just don't understand why the mask is such a sticking point for people. Like, who cares? Like, I I, I don't want to get sick normal. at it's all. It's not normal. And I, I went out. I did my duty. I got vaccinated. I want to be more normal as a 15-year-old. I want to be able to, like, see people's faces and, and walk around school without a mask. It's normal. Wearing a mask is not normal. And 15-year-olds who got vaccinated shouldn't have to be forced to wear a mask when the CDC says you're fine. Why are we treating kids differently? Explain that to me. I, well, I mean, look, my, by the way, the least vulnerable thought. were going to force to wear a mask if they're vaccinated. Come on. Crazy. Crazy talk. <laughs> Just right. utter crazy talk. What other things do you want to get to? Uh, you know, I want to know, has your opinions changed at all about Chrissy Teigen? Because obviously oh. we mentioned that last week. I mean, she's, she's actually worse now, I think. I think her apologies aren't great. I think, you know. Um, I, I do agree with you. I mean, and yesterday, you know, she dropped that apology, but then also a fashion designer came out, said, I think it was six years ago or something. She essentially bullied him. Now he's got a bad, she, he's got she a track just, record too. True. Right? I saw that he has a track record. You know what? At the end of the day, she just might not be a nice person. What? Just because she's a star doesn't mean she's a nice person. She played one on, you know, social media at times. And, you know, she also was kind of a, jerk at times on social media to begin with like why are we assuming she's a nice person because she's married to john legend she just may she just may be a jerk there's jerks out there do you think her career is over i think i think her career is over compared to what it would have been is it completely over i don't know no because no one's career is ever completely over now start a podcast listen i just think she might she might not be a nice person. Sorry. People are debating, though, if John and, Legend... Uh, by the way, you, you made a point last night on Like It or Not, which was dead on. Um, she wasn't 16. She was 30. Oh, yeah. She, I... was, she was already accomplished. She was older. I mean, a 30-year-old going into someone's DMs, someone's DMs to tell them to kill themselves, you should be canceled forever. I she's a, That, to me, was the sickest move. That, to me, is somebody that... She might... Yeah, she's she's there's something not right there with her. I'm sorry. I No, I agree. But you know what? The interesting debate two people are having is, is John Legend a good person? Because could you be married to somebody that is such a a bully? I think John Legend's just as crazy, honestly. I, it, I, I, I don't know. I can't speak to that. I just know that um, you may not notice some of the things you may um I mean, did he even know that she went into someone's DMs and did that? I don't know. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. It's just. You no, know, uh, I don't think he should be judged. I do think, though, that if he's doing projects with her and um, then he should be judged. But I mean, it's, you know, it's I don't know. Well, look, I said it last night on the show, which is to me, if she truly is sorry, like I would make these conversations public. Like, I, t- I think she needs to stop ma- writing a blog. You know, she's very public when things are good and, you know, come out and have real conversations and really be contrite and apologetic and, and the be humble. She's apologizing for something she did multiple times at an older age. Right. So 
listen, it's a hard, I, I, I just, and I don't, I haven't followed as closely as you have. I don't feel like she's to me, it's almost like the apologies. And then there's a, but I'm not saying she said a, but, but like it, it just, it's not fully, like fully there. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. And I think um, see this other fashion designer come forward. Of course, you know, then there's allegations that he's bullied people. I just these I'm getting kind of tired of following. I, I almost feel like we're now going to have a backlash of celebrity. I feel like there was such a love for celebrity over the past couple of years, especially during the pandemic. There was like this obsession with people, celebrities lives. And I almost feel like people are going to start rejecting it because you know, these people are just like everybody else. They're, they have faults. They're, you know, they're obviously yeah. behind closed doors doing all kinds of shit to other people, you know, and I think people are tired. They don't want to waste their time with this crap. A um, few other things. U.S. Open starts this week. Should be great. Golf, U.S. Open. Oh, awesome. all right. Okay. So great weekend. Um, that's it. So Dan's first Father's Day. Dan's first Father's Day this weekend. Yeah, we are. Exciting. He wants to go jog on the mall away from his family. Like, I mean, is this, well, I should say we're all going with him because his mom's coming to town, but he wants to go jog down on the mall and then he's obsessed with call your mother bagels. So we're going to call your mother bagels and getting him a Bloody Mary. That's what he wants to do. Well, that's what he wants. That's what he wants. I would do the bagel and the um, Bloody Mary and then, you know. (laughs) You're not doing any running. You're not doing any exercise. No, I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I was going to say. I mean, that wouldn't be like, you know, a wish. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, you could do that anytime, right? Hey, did so we? He, so, by the way, he's going to be all sweaty and eating the bagels with you guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's. Because he, he is like, he does not want to eat in restaurants still. He is not a fan of eat, dining in, even though Hot he's band. been vaccinated. Let's go, Dan. Oh, please. He needs to be on the show. He's like burning hard liberal. He makes me look like. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Have him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, by the way, do you want to comment on this? Did you see Jeffrey Tubin's return to TV? It was one of Ugh. the most awful. Like, Ridiculous. I don't know Come who on. the anchor was. It, she was so bad. Why is he back? Why is he back? I agree with you. Like, it's Ugh. it's just so weird. I don't understand. I really don't. <laughs> how do people like we talk about how do some people get a pass like i don't know well he didn't get a pass from the new yorker so good for them but the fact that cnn brought him back i you know i don't know i mean listen he made a mistake i guess it, it's it's you know i don't know <laughs> isn't that fascinating though that whole apology like again I, I feel like people just aren't transparent like dude you obviously have some sort of sex I mean, addiction. Like, at the end of the day though the only thing he didn't do was shut off a zoom right true True. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. You know, suppose you know. Although, he didn't bully I, you know, anybody. I think, I think he's done some things in his past that aren't, you know, copacetic. But uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, it was very awkward. It was a very awkward. Uh, oh my god! It was the television. worst. The, yeah. ugh, so bad. Um, yeah. All right. Well, you know, I know we have a short episode. I also want to hear your thoughts on the mayoral race in New York City, which Eric Adams seems to be leading. And yeah. I thought I thought Andrew Yang was really going to. Yeah, it looks like Yang uh, Yang lost his mojo there. Right. Yeah. Eric Adams, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn uh, Borough president, former 
police officer for 20 years. I was going to say, and uh, former Republican turned Democrat. So I'm, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, but he's, he, you know, he could be very good because he understands, I think he understands policing, but he also understands that there are bad policing uh, measures. Like, you know, he was very against stop and frisk. He, um, um, he's been very vocal on some of the, um, you know, police uh, shootings and, and, and uh, use of force issues. Uh, so I think he can be a very good bridge to maybe bring back. Listen, at the end of the day, cities like New York, Washington, Chicago, L.A., that Philly that have gotten very violent over the last year and a half, community policing, and in some cases, you know, if police officers are just going to wait for something to happen and all they are is reactive, you're always going to have violence. Violent violence will increase. You have to have a somewhat of a trust between police and communities so they can find out and hear and and be active to prevent right violence. The goal is to prevent violence, not just catch a violent people or violent actions or, or whatever. So hopefully maybe he could bridge that. I don't know a lot about him other than that. Um, but, you know, looks like. Um, I just think it's fascinating because it seems like in the past he's had a more conservative background. So it's it. I don't know if it's indicative. It. So, you know, listen, Bloomberg did. And, you know, you know, and listen, you know, the Giuliani of the heyday, you know, certainly did. Uh, I mean, Giuliani became more conservative, I think, the older he got. And then he obviously, with Trump, it went off the rails for him. But, um, you know, you know, I, I look at a Hogan and I look, you know, in a, in a liberal state. I, I think that balance and counterbalance is good to have. Yeah. You know, listen, New York has to thrive from a business standpoint. It can't be a violent place. You have ups, you know. You 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 have you know upscale, very upscale people, but you have people who need help. Um, you got to control housing. Listen, it's a complicated city. Yeah, it this is, you know, and there's no easy solution. Taxes are enormous. Um, you got you know massive public school system, the largest police force in the world. I, it's just you know, it. <laughs> It's it's not an easy job. Yeah, it's not. And and by the way, they're coming off eight years of a terrible mayor. I <laughs> yeah. So well. you know, and a pandemic, and you know, real estate issues, and people leaving the city, and companies moving other places, and you know, tax bases probably decreased. So you know, listen. I mean, Washington, Chicago, all these other cities have similar issues going on. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, um, but listen, the mayor of New York is a prominent. Yeah, be, I mean, almost right? as influential, well, not as influential as the president, but, you know, very high profile, one of the most high oh, profile. But, they, but, but certainly as influential in some cases as, you know, other governors, certainly all other mayors, um, you know, and again, you know, I mean, you can make the case Bloomberg and Giuliani when they were there were more influential than Pataki. And, you know, who was the governor? I mean, Cuomo's a different animal, I think, but... Um, who so, still yeah. remains in office, but that'll be a whole nother discussion. Yeah.
So. All right, Patrick, where do people follow All you? Right, Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, Sarah. Bye.